0: Welcome to New Generation Church with Pastor Eddie Medina. Praise God, amen. Give the Lord a clap offering this morning, amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. It's always a blessing to be in his house, and we want to get started this morning. Welcome everyone, everyone watching live, welcome New Generation Church, it's a blessing to have you, and we believe God has a word for you this morning. I'm going to ask you to open your Bible as we continue in the book of Jonah, chapter 1. Jonah, chapter 1, verse 6, and we're going to continue. Praise God. Jonah, chapter one, verse six. Amen. When you have it. Today's topic I named it is: you got to do something now. You have to do something. Now, not tomorrow, next week, it's now. So in Jonah chapter 1 verse 6, it says, So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. I'm going to read it once again, verse 6. So the captain came to him. Now remember, he's sleeping. He's in a deep sleep. And he said to him, what do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. Last week, I left off how Jonah had decided to do his own thing. He decided to go to Tarsus instead of Nineveh. And I shared, according to the word, how he ended up getting on a cargo or a ship, boat. And the Bible says that while he was there, he went to the lowest part of the ship. And it says that he lay down and he was fast asleep. I mean, we could say Jonah was out. He was out. While everybody's worried. Because the Bible even says that the ship was about to be broken up. And the reason for that was because there was a mighty tempest on the the sea The Bible says that God or the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea." The Bible says, "So Jonah is asleep, and the rest of the people in the ship, they did not serve the real God. As we're going to see right now, the Hebrew God the creator, but these people, they worship another God, not the real God. So they started to worry to the point where the Bible says, the verse we just read, that the captain came to him. He came to Jonah while Jonah is asleep. And the Bible says, and said to him, what do you mean? Sleeper? Or another translation says it this way, how can you sleep at a time like this? And the Bible says, arise, call on your God. God. And he says, perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. Now think about it this way. Jonah is the one that serves the real God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God, the creator of heaven And earth. The other people, they don't serve the real God. So they're worried. But Jonah, who feared God, who was a servant of God, the Bible says he's asleep. can he be asleep knowing that in a time like that it's not time to sleep and it all started because he wanted to go his way see in other words church how can you sleep at a time like this And I say that maybe you are, or maybe there is a storm in your life, or a mighty tempest. Something's about to be broken up. How can you sleep at a time like this? This is not the time to sleep Church, this is not the time to sleep right now. He tells them, What do you mean, sleeper? How can you sleep at a time like this? Wake up. Church, if I would say this morning, maybe there's an area in your life where you need to wake up. Maybe you're sleeping. Maybe you're sleeping. Need to wake up. Wake up. Now you got to think about this. Jonah, he he fears God. He knows God. He's a servant of God. He knows the true God, but the Bible says that he's sleeping. How many know that Christians, believers in Christ also sleep? Amen. But see, church, we got to be aware. There's times that, you know, it's not the time to sleep. It's the time to wake up. It's the time to get up. And the Bible teaches in Ephesians, the New Testament, chapter 5, verse 14. New Living Translation, 14 to 17. Look what it says. It says, for the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper. Rise up from the dead and Christ will give you light. And then it says in verse 15, so be careful how you live. Come on, church. Be careful how you live. Wake up. He says, be careful how you live. And then he says, don't live like fools. You know how easy it is to live like a fool? That's when you're sleeping. Church, but you got to wake up. Hear the Holy Spirit. He says, don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. And verse 16 says make the most. Did you get that? It says make the most. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Church, the reality is that we living we are living in evil days. That's why we got to be awake. We got to be alert. That's why I said in the beginning, you got to if you're sleeping in an area, you got to wake up. Jonah was asleep. See, Jonah wasn't in the place he was supposed to be. He decided to go to Nineveh. And verse 17 says in Ephesians don't act thoughtlessly. You know know how sometimes we don't think our thoughts. What the Bible says, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Church, you got to tell the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? God wanted Jonah to go where? Nineveh. But see, Jonah said, nah, I'm going to Tarsus. I want to go far away where nobody can find me. Where nobody sees me. But church, how many know that you can run, you can try to hide, you can try to flee, you can try to do whatever. But when God calls you, God can find you. So the captain of the ship tells him, hey, what do you mean you're sleeping? And he tells him, the captain, see, hear me church. Church. God will use anyone to speak to you. If God used a donkey to speak to someone, God can use any person. God can use anything to get your attention. In this case, God used the captain of the ship and he tells them, Arise, call on your God. You know, church, there's times that, you know, we haven't called on God when we're supposed to call on God, and someone has to remind us. And the Bible says, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. Church, this morning, if I could just tell you something, is that it's not the time to sleep It's the time to call upon God. It's the time to pray. It's the time to seek God. It's the time to arise. Church, it's time. Don't fall asleep. Now, you got to remember this. He says, perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. God, hear me, church, will always consider and pay attention, but his way. God will always consider and God will always pay attention, but his way. Not your way, and not my way. God can do whatever he wants. God knows how to get our attention. And he knows how to do it. He's an expert. Not how you and I want it, he does it his way. And God, you know, there's no doubt that God loves his people, but God will always do it his way. Not your way, not my way, not how I feel, not how I think, not how I think it's best. No, God will do it always his way. See, the Bible says in Isaiah 55, 8, 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Verse 9 says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, So are my ways higher than your ways. Did you know that? That God's ways are higher than your ways? And he says, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, God said, okay. I know how to get his attention. Don't stay quiet on me, church. God knows how to get your attention. Sooner or later, God will get your attention. It might not be right now. You might be thinking, I'm getting away. God will get your attention. Sooner or later, he will get your attention. But that's only because he loves you. That's only because he chose you. That's because he picked you. That's because he died for you on the cross. That's because he wants the best for you. And the Bible, you know what the Bible says? What did they do? They didn't pray. They talked about prayer. I mean, those who didn't believe, um, they mentioned prayer, but they didn't pray. Jonah didn't pray. What did they do? The Bible says in verse 7, And they said to one another, they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. Now they want to know, hey, what is causing this? Why is this happening? We're in this ship. Everything was well, but all of a sudden there's a storm. And in those days, in the Old Testament, what, it, what would they do? They would consult their own deity, their own God. It was a practice in the East that they did, ancient East. And that's the way how it supposedly showed them who was the problem or if they wanted an answer. Church, you and I have the key. We have the key. We serve a living God that when you seek God, you find God. When you seek him with all your heart, you will find God. When you call upon him, he will hear you. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. The Bible says, seek and you shall find. The Bible says, knock and it shall be open." The Bible says, and whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you will have. They didn't do it, the unbelievers. And the one that believed on the true God didn't even pray either. He was asleep. Church, seek him. Pray. Don't stay quiet. Worship him. Bless him. When it's the hardest, when there's a temp, when there's, you know, the storms of life, it's not the time to sleep and do nothing. It's the time to arise. It's the time to seek the King of King and Lord of Lords. It's the time to surrender to God. Glory. And when they... Play their game, cast lots. The lot found Jonah and they said to him, to Jonah, please tell us for whose cause is this trouble upon us. (laughs) Then they did a little investigation right right away. They told him, Jonah, it says right there in verse 8, number one, what is your occupation? Check it out. Where do you come from? Like if they were in a dating app. What is your country? They're telling Jonah. And of what people are you? Now this is happening when there's a great storm in the ship. They're concerned. And Jonah, look what he says. Because you've got to remember, church, God, it wasn't... Now, let me get this. God caused the storm. Now, if a devil or a demon wants to come against you, what do you do? You're not going to stay quiet. You're not going to go to sleep. You're not going to run away. You're going to cast out that demon. You're going to bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. You're going to command that spirit to leave in the name of Jesus. But in this case, the Bible says that God was the one that caused the storm. I'm going to say it again. See, God can cause whatever He wants, when He wants to do it, the time He wants to do it. So Jonah, he says, He tells him. Now remember, Jonah, he, he tells him, Look, he says, I am a Hebrew which means they knew that Hebrew people worship the true God, the the living God. He says, I'm a Hebrew. I'm a believer in Christ. And now I want you to get this. And he says, "And, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Look, church, there's nothing like being real, authentic, and not be ashamed and say, I am a child of the living God. Now, why am I saying this? even in your lowest moments of life, don't never be ashamed of the Lord. Always stand your ground and say that you are a worshiper of Jesus who made the sea and the land. Doesn't matter. I might have been sleeping Maybe I took a break, maybe I was on vacation, but church, maybe the storms are strong in my life, but I I give credit to Jonah because when the captain came to him, he wasn't hiding it. He didn't deny God, what God can do. You know how many people deny the Lord? How many, you know, when they're not, maybe at the moment they're not walking with God, they don't even mention Jesus anymore. They don't even want to get around you anymore. Why? Because they don't want to talk about the church. They don't want to talk about Jesus. They don't want to talk about the word of God. But Jonah... When they did the investigation, he says, hey, look, he says, let me tell you something. Yes, I was asleep. It doesn't say that, actually, but he was asleep. He says, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven. Listen, church. Don't deny God. There might be trouble on the ship, your ship. You might be in trouble right now. The storms are hard. Continue serving God to the end. Continue worshiping God. Continue doing the will of God. Show up to the house of God. Now, I like what the Bible says. Let me give you some examples real quick. In the Bible, there's a man named Samson. And you know about Samson. He fell into the trap of temptation. They cut his hair and he lost the power. So, towards the end, the Bible speaks that the men in those times, they gathered together. And the Bible says that their hearts were merry. And they said, go bring Samson. He was in prison. And the Bible says that Samson performed for them. Samson church was chosen by God. So they called for him. And the Bible says that they stationed him between two pillars. Because they were making a fool out of him. They were mocking him. They were laughing at him. And the Bible says that Samson said to a little kid, little girl who held him by the hand. And he said this, let me feel the pillars which support the temple so that I can lean on them. And the Bible says, now the temple was full of men and women. And all the lords or the gods of the Philistines were there. About 3,000 men and women on the roof watching. Now remember, I mean, they're on a good one. They're watching. They're mocking. While Samson performed. But the Bible says in verse 28. Samson in his lowest moments, church. A man who got used, he still recognized who God was. He recognized who God was, who was the one that used him. And the Bible says in verse 28, then Samson, it says, called to the Lord. Church, can you do that? in your hardest moment in life when people might be mocking you, laughing at you, can you call upon the Lord? Samson did. Now, when you read Samson, Samson was a good looking man, strong man. And he called on the Lord saying, oh Lord God, he says, remember me. And he says, I pray, strengthen me. Remember the people on the ship? They talked about prayer. Jonah, who knew the living God, did not pray. And the Bible says here that Samson, he prayed, and his prayer was, God, give me strength. Church, this morning, don't ever forget about the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Tell the Lord to give you strength. Tell the Lord to give you strength. Tell the Lord to help you. Tell Jesus, Lord, help me. Give me strength to overcome. May I never forget about you. And the Bible says, God did help him. He pushed with all his might. Did you get that? He pushed with all his might. He did something. And the Bible says, and the temple fell on the Lord's and all the people who were in it. Let me give you another example. This is what the Lord gave me. See, that's what I like about Jonah. He never, even when he was asleep, even when he disobeyed, he was supposed to go to Nineveh. He said, I'm going to Tarsus. I'm going to do it my way. And even when he's in the deepest part of the ship, he's asleep. He still recognized who God is. There's a man in the Bible named David. You heard about David? David... um, Tended sheep. David, you know the story, God used him to kill Goliath. When nobody wanted to step up to the plate, David stepped up. And God honored him. But the Bible says, with all the blessings, all the victories that God had given David. The Bible says, see church, that's why don't get comfortable. Be careful. Hear what the Lord is saying this morning. Don't get comfortable. Be careful. The Bible says that David, it says in Second Samuel chapter 11, that in the spring of the year, the season of the year, At the time, the Bible says, when the kings go to battle, that David sent Job and his servants with them in all Israel. In other words, David sent everybody to battle. And it says, but David remained in Jerusalem. He didn't go to the battle. He stayed in Jerusalem. What did he do in Jerusalem? He should have been in the battle because David is a man of battles. They, God used David in a mighty, powerful way, church. But he says, I, I'm not going to battle today. Be careful. He says, I'm, I'm going to stay in Jerusalem. So guess what? The Bible says that he stayed. It doesn't say he stayed. It says he remained in Jerusalem. And the Bible says in verse 2, Then it happened that one evening, David arose from his bed. Silk sheets, put on the robe. And the Bible says, and he walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof. Now remember, he should have been in the battle. But he's on top of the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman bathing. Where should it have been at? The battle. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing, taking a shower. And the woman, the Bible says, was very beautiful to behold. That's what the devil does. Instead of us being in the battle, don't get comfortable. He puts the temptation very, very beautiful. Stay quiet on me, church. Come on. The temptation looks very beautiful, it's tempting. I feel tempted. I, I want to go over there. I want to go to so and so street. So-and-so liquor. I'm going to go to the furthest liquor. Nobody's going to recognize my car. Nobody's going to see me. And, and I'll, I'll make it even crazier. Right now in the summer, I'll wear a sweater and with the hoodie. I've I seen those. and David the bible says he found the trap now not only did he commit adultery he murdered someone but it doesn't stop there god uses nathan a prophet and nathan gives david an illustration and David says that man should be killed and Nathan tells him straight out right there he says well that man is you and the bible says 2 Samuel 12:13 so David said to Nathan look what he says i have sinned against the lord David recognized that he had sinned. He didn't blame no one. He took full responsibility. He says, I have sinned against the Lord. He didn't deny the Lord, church. In his hardest moment, read Psalms 51. His hardest moment, he cried out to God. He humbled himself before God. He didn't blame no one. He knew that what he had committed was wrong. It was a sin. His hardest moment. Jonah, he's in the ship. They ask of what people are you? He says, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord. I just gave an example of Samson. He didn't forget about God. David didn't forget about God. Jonah, when he was asleep, he didn't forget about God. Church, don't ever forget about God. He is your Savior. He's your Redeemer. He's the God of second chances. He's the God that is there for you always. Now, when you look, the life of Peter, Peter was a little different case. Peter at one occasion told Jesus, he says, even if all are made to stumble because of you, look what Peter says, I will never be made to stumble. Like saying, I'm never going to fall. I'm never going to fail. Be careful what you say. And the Bible says... (laughs) Uh, Jesus turned around to him and he told him, Jesus said to him in verse 34, he says, Matthew 26, he says, Surely I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will, there's that word, you will deny me. He said, not once, not twice, three times you're going to deny me. Careful, church. never fell i'm good i'm good then you got people trying to lie to you when they're not good they need help i'm good jesus says be careful he says be because before the rooster crows you will deny me three times and and peter still had the guts To answer and said, even if I have to die with you, Jesus, even if I have to die with you, he tells them, I, there's that word again, I will not deny you. When Jesus had told them, how can you go against what Christ has just told you? And the Bible says that one day Peter's at the courtyard And a servant girl, see, God uses kids, man. He used a little lad, a kid with Samson. Now God uses a servant girl, came to him saying, he says, aren't you, you were with Jesus in Galilee. And the Bible says that Peter denied. He says, no. Church, don't deny Jesus. Come on. You might not be where you want to be. Don't deny him. And Peter says, I do not know what you are saying. Then again, he went out and another girl saw him. And said to those who were there, this fellow Peter was with Jesus of Nazareth. I know that he's been with Jesus. But again, he denied it. Man, church, there's nothing more. So when you, and you're still denying It's there, and you're still denied. And it says in verse 73, I'm reading from Matthew 26, And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for your speech, oh, Lord Hammers, He says, your speech betrays you. In other words, Peter... Wasn't, you ready? Wasn't talking the Christian language anymore. Hey Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Hey brother. Hey sister. God bless you. God is good. How are you? I'm blessed. But by this time it was, what's up, homie? Que onda? ¿Cómo estás? How are you? Doing my own thing. Your language changes. Be careful, church. Your language changes. There's no more about Jesus. It's more about who you surround yourself with. Well, I'm going to keep going. And, and how do we know that his speech, it says, for your speech, the people tone for your speech betrays you. And then it says in 74, then he began, look what it says, to curse and swear. Oh, Lord Jesus. Let me tell you something, church. Cursing, bad mouthing it's not healthy for your life. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Throwing all these F-bombs. Come on, churches. That's not godly. That's not Christ-like. And some of you don't even feel conviction. You say like whatever. Let me ask you, are you truly saved? Stay quiet on me, church. Come on. Don't even... Don't even say, um, oh, excuse me. You just leave it like whatever. The words are just flowing everywhere. Yes. And this and that and the manager and the co-worker and him. And we'll do the other finger and... Come on, child. And, and then in the house... You want to bless God. Say quiet on me, church. Come on. You want to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and by this time, the Bible says, and, and Peter says, I, I don't know. He goes, I don't know the man. Wow. He says, I don't know the man. Speaking of Jesus. Immediately a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the word of Jesus who had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. See, church, I said it from the beginning. You can't run. You can't hide from God. And the Bible says, and here it is, church, here it is. It says that Peter went out and wept. Not tears of joy. Not tears of repentance. Not tears of, you know what, I feel bad, you know. Lord, freaking, no. The Bible says that he left. He went out and wept. The Bible says bitterly. It was bitter. He's still here. (laughs) Jonah recognized who God is. He says, you know what? I better step up to the plate and say, man, I'm not like you guys. I belong to God. I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit. Um, I know God is good. I know what God has done in my life. How God set me free from addictions. How God forgave me of my sins. I know who God is. I know what he's done for me. How I came broken. How God restored me. How God gave me another chance. How God saved me. God healed me. God revived me. I know who God is. He's the God of heaven. and The Bible says that the the men on the ship, I'm going to stop right here, church, because there's more. I started writing all kinds of stuff. They were exceedingly afraid. Why wouldn't they be afraid when you don't have Jesus in your life, in your heart? And let me remind you, church, Without Jesus, you will always live a life of being afraid. And said to him, why have you done this? And and look, get this, the Bible says, for the man knew that he had fled from the presence of the Lord. You know what that tells me? That tells me that Jonah took a little bit of time And explain to him, look, look, guys, everything that's happening, it all started because from the beginning, God called me to go to Nineveh, but I decided to go to Tarsus. I disobeyed. And the reason everything that's happening, it's because of me. He says, it's because of me, because he had told them. And they tell him, what shall we do so that the sea, hey, what do we do then, Jonah? What do we have to do so that the sea may become for us? For the sea was growing more tempestuous. It was just getting worse. I'm going to stop right here, church. See, when you're called, hear me, church, when, we, when you're called, and me and you are called by God, every time we flee, flee from Him, from His presence, the flood can come anytime. You didn't get it? Every time we try to flee from God, the flood will come anytime. What is a flood? A flood can cause power, water, gas outages, disrupt transportation, routes and commercial supplies, pollute drinking water systems, damage homes, buildings and roads, and cause severe environment problems, including landslides and mudslides. That's a flood. In other words, so you can get the picture, it's not going to go very well. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, church. You know what I'm talking about. But next week, I'm going to preach. Flee. I'm going to talk about that that word, flee. But don't ever flee from God. That's next week. Please stand, church. Thank you for joining us for today's message at New Generation Church. For more information, visit us at ecngchurch.com.